Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. And for the holiday season, our host will go by the name DJ Puffy Elf the Minch. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I'm your host, Brian Levine, coming to you on the 1st of December. The holiday season is upon us. But first, remember, you must be of legal smoking age wherever you are in order to enjoy this fine show. So if you're not, turn it off and wait for your birthday. All right. Uh, on, uh, yeah, the holidays are here. So on this week's show, holiday gift giving guide will be in pipe parts. And then uh, my guest is uh, Jeremy Feliciano, the founder of the Briar Nation group on Facebook and briarnation.com and a member of the U.S. Navy. And then we'll have music that he picked out, mailbag and rant, all that coming up on this week's episode of the Pipes Magazine radio show. And uh, just update you, well, as you'll hear in the interview, when I recorded with Jeremy, it was early, uh, it was Monday morning of Black Friday, which here in the United States is the day after Thanksgiving. And it was also the day that I went into work, because I'm, uh, let me just say this, I'm having a lot of fun at my part-time job at the Disney store. Uh, The time, the hours go by, but I will tell you, I've gotten a little older and uh, yeah, Friday was a long day because I was there for uh, seven hours of pretty much on my feet the whole time and on the move and busy, busy, busy. And it was really nice and fun, but uh, <laughs> I had to recover on Saturday, so <laughs> but it was still a lot of fun. All right, we've got a lot in this show, so let's get the show going. Everybody sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in, and here we go. There's nothing quite like fishing at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, Holiday Gift-Giving Guide 2020. I just want these holidays to... (laughs) It's going to be an odd year. But with that being said, let's go back over some of my favorite uh, classic stocking stuffer gift ideas for the pipe smoker in your life. Uh, Pipe cleaners, pipe tools, pipe tampers. You know, I uh, I like the little Brigham plastic one that screws into itself. Yeah, pipe smokers, we can always use more pipe cleaners, more pipe tampers or pipe tools like that. So great little stocking stuffer ideas. Uh, Holiday-themed tobacco, although as I understand it, the Sutliff Kringle Flake may be sold out already, but you might be able to find it in a couple of different places. And I believe uh, that uh, Cornell and Deal has a holiday blend this year, so look for those holiday-themed pipe tobacco blends that are yeah always nice to open up and have in there yeah in fact uh, golden days of yore is uh, is available right now at the time of recording so look for that 
Now, here's some stuff that's uh, come across my desk, and I thought, you know what, it, these things are interesting enough to talk about it. Uh, from the Pipery, from, uh, from my friend Dave Shane, they've got a line of things that they're calling pocket jars. And essentially what it is is a, uh, a food-grade plastic small cup that fits into the bottom of a, uh, of a mason jar lid. And it's literally got a mason jar lid. Uh, it's going to hold about an ounce of tobacco in it, keep it airtight and air sa and safe for you, and it'll fit in your back pocket or easily in a jacket pocket. Uh, there's a, a three-pack of them, so you can take uh, three different blends with you. And I would imagine that as you used it, you would want to keep that, uh, you know, keep each colored uh, pocket jar dedicated to certain uh, certain styles of blends. So those are kind of cool and fun. You can find those on uh, the Pipery.com, P-I-P-E-R-Y.com. Uh, also, uh, leather accessories. And uh, leather goods are, you know, always fun. Uh, no, I'm not talking about those kinds of leather goods, please. But uh, my friend Ed at Dark Fired Leather, who makes my uh, pipe bag, that I uh, my daily carry bag, and uh, you can find him at Dark Fired Leather on Etsy. And also, and I'm looking for the note right here, but here it is. Uh, uh, Nicholas sent me a message earlier this week that... Uh, uh, the, he said in the basically in the message normally his uh, grandfather who's a pipe smoker uh, and sits on his front his grandfather sits on his front porch daily smokes a pipe every year they'd give him a gift card to a restaurant so this year without being able to go out to restaurants because of his uh, he's in his 80s uh, Nicholas who does some leather work has made him a uh, leather tobacco pouch and Nicholas is doing those on on uh, Etsy and I haven't seen him in person but the pictures that I've seen are really cool plus I really like the leather mustache that he's also making uh, the Etsy store is Meliopus leather M-E-L-I-O-P-U-S leather so that would be fun because uh, yeah leather leather pouches uh, good travel pouches stuff like that you know, we always need those, especially when a lot of us can't smoke indoors. So to have a little leather tobacco pouch to take with you, a lot of fun. Um, and then uh, also holiday season, the holidays, Bing Crosby, oh, Merchant Service, and uh, Len and Greg there have come out with a new standard size of a pipe. So it's a little bit more uh, a little smaller, a little more lightweight, a little more compact, but it is the classic Bing shape. And what wouldn't be a better gift than having Bing Crosby's pipe while sitting and listening to Bing Crosby sing uh, Christmas music and smoke the uh, exact same size and style pipe that he did. So uh, merchant service pipes, you can look them up on the internet. And I'm just looking over my desk to see and make sure that I got through everything that was sitting on my desk. And yes, I did. Uh, a couple other gift ideas, you know, obviously the Jeep lighters. You can find those at most really good tobacconists. I like them. Yeah, I buy them by the little tray at 12 at a time and make sure that I always have them stockpiled. Uh, 
books. Check out the book section on smokingpipes.com because there's a lot of you know, interesting tobacco books that have come out recently. And there's some classics that you can add to it. Another great gift for any pipe smoker is a membership to naspc.org. That's the North American Society of Pipe Collectors. They do their pipe collector newsletter. It comes out six times a year. Uh, I believe membership right now is $25 in the U.S., but the digital membership is $10 anywhere in the world, and you get those uh, you get the newsletter emailed to you. And the benefit to getting the digital version versus the print, besides it's cheaper, uh, you get it faster because it doesn't get stuck in the mail, and all the pipe pictures in there are in color. So you get all the color pipe pictures. Yeah, you get all the pipes pictured in color, plus you get about 60-some-odd-plus pages of pipe articles written by your fellow pipe smokers. So who wouldn't want to have a membership to the naspc.org? Uh, you know, and also for those of us that have memberships, it's just a good reminder to renew now so you don't miss one in January or February when the first one of the year comes out. All right, comments, questions, suggestions, please post them at uh, pipesmagazine.com on the radio show page there, and I will uh, try to read your ideas uh, next week. All right, in just a moment, Jeremy Feliciano. This is Internet Radio. I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell & Deal Pipe Tobacco Company. At Cornell & Deal, we think the best things in life are better with age and we are passionate about creating the best possible pipe tobacco available. Fueled by this passion, we introduced the Cellar Series, a collection of blends like no other. While the blends in this series are ready to smoke now, each one has been meticulously designed to optimize depth and complexity as the tobacco ages in the tin. Currently, the Cellar Series is comprised of Oak Alley, Chenay's Cake, Joie de Vivre, Old Grove, and Bourbon Blue, but we will be unveiling new additions to this very special series as time goes on. Pick up a tin to smoke now and save a few for later enjoyment so that you can experience all the richness and subtlety each blend will reveal through the years. Cornell & Deal's Cellar Series. The secret ingredient is time. Contact your local or online retailer for information. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, and joining us is the founder, creator, director, grand commandant of uh, the Briar Nation group on uh, Facebook and uh, in their own website, Jeremy Feliciano. Welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Hey, thanks for having me. Happy uh, uh, Black Friday, I guess. Happy Black Friday. <laughs> Yeah, happy all the holiday stuff, and uh, and that, that's awfully nice of you to get that out of the way because Briar Nation is not known for all the happy love. Um, but but before we get into the group, how did you get into pipe smoking? Um, let's see. I think it's it started with cigars. Um, my parents used to own a flower shop when I was uh, eighteen. It was my senior year of high school, and um, and I had a I had a cigar. I can't remember who I got it from, but uh, I got really into it and like started getting getting all these uh, like signing up for all these um, like, uh, magazines and stuff. 
and uh and my my dad would order me uh <laughs> he would order me cigars like sampler packs and so every day at the end of the day i just kind of hang outside the flower shop and smoke a cigar and then eventually that uh when i joined the navy in 2010 is when i started picking up uh pipes and uh it started off pretty simple i was like uh i think my first tobacco was uh was captain black and uh and just some like cheapo little pipe and and uh and then i i stopped smoking for a few years probably like two years and picked it back up on a deployment and it all spun out of control after i came back from that <laughs> now let's let's go back where was where was the flower shop where did you grow up um, so I grew up in uh, Holyoke, Massachusetts, um, where a majority of my family still lives. And uh, it's, a, it's a sleepy little uh, little mill town in, uh, in, in western Massachusetts. And uh, my parents used to own a flower shop here in, uh, in town. Um, and that was, uh, it was relatively short-lived, but uh, it was fun nonetheless. <laughs> Now, so there really wasn't a there wasn't a tobacco shop around there or any place to to get stuff. So that's why the mail order. Yeah, the nearest uh, what I would the nearest real tobacco shop to uh, here is um, is about thirty minutes away. It's a, a shop called Connecticut Valley uh, Tobacconists, which yeah. is an awesome shop, by the way. I go there all the time when I'm home, but. Um, yeah. Otherwise, there's there's nothing to get to get anything in uh in in Holyoke, Mass. I mean, there's a bunch of head shops if you're into that stuff, but uh, <laughs> that's that's about as that's about as good as you're gonna get here in Holyoke. <laughs> <laughs> it puts a whole new meaning on the Holyoke, huh? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. So so you're you're in the navy did you get uh did you pick out captain black and did you have to salute it before you smoked it <laughs> you know what i had i i had no idea what i was doing the first time i i, I packed the bowl of captain black I, i'm i i recall scorching my tongue and just like <laughs> not smoking it again for like two weeks now, so were you on a were you on a ship when you were doing this or were you on base somewhere <laughs> Uh, funny thing about that. So I've been in the Navy. I've been in for, I've been in for a little over ten years, and uh, I probably, I could probably measure the amount of time I've been on a ship by hours. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Now, now I gotta find. All right. Why? Why? What are you doing? You're in the Navy, and you're never on a ship. Yeah. So, um, so in the Navy, so. I've I've spent more time with the Marine Corps than the Navy because the Navy is a the Navy is a a, a sister or brother branch of the of I'm sorry the Marine Corps is a, a branch of the of the Navy yeah. and so um, so with that they don't have uh, they don't have um, they don't have medical personnel uh, attached to the like Marine Corps specifically so the Navy provides medical personnel because we have a we have a huge medical uh, uh, medical community, and so that's where I fall in as a corpsman. Uh, so I'm, I'm I'm essentially a field medic for for the Marine Corps, and uh, the Navy and the Marine Corps has a really long history uh, in yeah. regards to uh, Navy corpsmen. So um, so yeah, that's where I fit in. I've kind of just uh, luck of the draw, just like back to back Marine Corps commands, and uh, I've got a total of two years stationed at a Navy command and the rest of the eight years have been with the Marine Corps. 
So I can tell you a whole lot more about the Marine Corps than I can the Navy. <laughs> so, so I'm guessing you've, when you go out on deployment, they fly you there instead of riding on the boat. Oh yeah, for sure. Unless you're uh, unless you're with an amphibious unit, you're uh, you're you're pretty much flying. And my and my guess is these times you've probably been in the deserts of Afghanistan and Iraq and places like that, and there's not a lot of places to dock a ship there. So fly no, in. No, not at all. Yeah, this uh this last tour, I, I just got back from deployment literally weeks ago, and so uh, I just got back from Afghanistan. Um, that was my first desert tour, but otherwise, I mean, I've been uh I've been to. Uh, I've been to Asia. I've been to a few parts of Europe, and uh, Cuba. Cuba was actually pretty cool. So, uh, all right, wait a second. Guantanamo Bay, and you're were you kind of stuck in the were were you stuck on the base, or could you get out and wander around and pick up some cigars? No, you couldn't. Uh, <sighs> if you uh, if you if you knew somebody, you could get a hold of some Cubans because they have a lot of contractors that uh, that go back and forth from uh, like Jamaica and stuff. So, um, if you were in with those guys, you could get some Cubans, but otherwise, uh, they didn't sell any on the base either. Yeah. Oh, so close, but yet so far. Yeah. It was, it was terrible. It's like somebody hanging a steak in front of your face and you can't eat it. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to pipe smoking. Cause that's what most of us care about. Uh, if you don't care about pipe smoking, I don't know why you're listening to the show. Uh, <laughs> you might be one of my parents, but, uh, so so you took that two years off, and then what brought you back to pipe smoking? Um, probably, I, I mean, it was it was cheap to get into at the time. Uh, what what really kind of set me off was, uh, gosh, I'm trying to. Oh, it was the Richmond Pipe Show actually, and that's uh that's where I met you for the first time. Um, we went. Uh, I went up to Richmond with a buddy. And that's where I bought my first. Uh, that's where I bought my first custom pipe, like handmade pipe. And um, gosh, I'm trying to remember the guy's name. Uh, it, it, he's somewhere from uh, from Florida down uh, down there in the Panhandle. And um, I bought that. And I would say after after smoking that thing for like a few months, I started delving into like all the guys that were hand making pipes and. Uh, and I just started collecting. <laughs> I eased, you know, spending money, but I call it collecting. So, but at that point, you'd had, you'd learned uh, different packing techniques and how to properly load the pipe and how to smoke it correctly. Yeah, um, I was a member of the uh, Pipes Magazine forum for quite a while, and uh, I think that's a that's where I picked up a lot of uh, a lot of the stuff I know today about about pipes. Um, before I really started getting into it. Um, but, you know, packing, just watching YouTube videos, seeing, you know, uh, back when that was really big. Um, Instagram hadn't really taken off yet, but uh, YouTube uh, YouTube and the forums is where I learned pretty much, you know, a, a big majority of the stuff that I know about, about pipes. And when you were out on deployment, how many pipes would you take with you? <clears throat> Um, I usually take like three, uh, I would take a, and, and I've done this pretty much every single deployment. Uh, I've been on, I've been on three deployments and every time I'll take, uh, I'll take a, a, a like a pretty solid briar pipe, yeah. a meerschaum pipe and a corn cob pipe. 
and the corn cobs obviously just you know my beater when we're out in the field and uh it's easy to just pull out and have a smoke and then uh the the briar for times that i really want to uh just kind of sit down and hang out and then and then the uh and then the meerschaum when i when i really want to get some uh really want to experience the tobacco or, or if i buy new tobaccos while i'm out on deployment all right that brings up the tobacco question because your your deployments might be what a couple of months or almost a year long yeah pretty much uh like not like nine months so do you bring enough tobacco with you for the whole nine months or are you able to get resupplied while you're out there um no i i've 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 gotten pretty solid resupplies uh every single time um i'll 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 bring a few tins maybe like four tins of just a a mix of things and then uh and then a lot of people will usually send me stuff because i'll take in i'll i'll uh i'll get donations for like uh all the units that i've been a part of i've I've always gotten a bunch of donations to give out to the guys and stuff and so I'll, i'll grab a tin or something from there you know and been pretty solid yeah that's a perfect place for us to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about Briar Nation and we'll talk about deployment and all that with uh, Jeremy. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. A Savinelli pipe is a testament to a long legacy, fortified by well-worn hands and destined to be enjoyed for generations. For over 150 years, Savinelli has been dedicated to sourcing the world's finest briar, committed to pushing the boundaries of pipe design, and devoted to the tradition of Italian pipe making. Savinelli is more than a mark. They're a way to help you make your mark. And like you, there can only be one Savinelli. We're back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, visiting with uh, with with the with the medic. <laughs> I always love it when the medical people Corman. are into pipes. Corman, Corman, Corman sorry, uh, <laughs> Jeremy Feliciano of uh, Briar Nation. So, uh, all right, so you get resupplied while you're out there. What when you're on deployment? Do you have a standard pipe smoking routine or time that you do it, or is it just kind of uh, whenever you get the moment, um, always in the morning with coffee. That's uh, that's my jam. I like to sit down and uh, and uh, and have a pipe and some coffee. And uh, usually in the mornings, it's like uh, I'll have like a like an English or a Balkan. I really I really enjoy Balkans. And uh, and then later in the afternoon, uh, more so in the, like the evening, um, we'll. I'll hang out with the guys and uh, and then I'll fire up some a little a little stronger. Now, if the if the heat's on or it's hitting the fan, are you sitting there in the morning going, uh, "Y'all got to wait. I'm having my coffee and uh, and my pipe," or it's uh, out of the bunk and off you go? No, oh, yeah, I was I was pretty infamous for uh, for just strolling out of the office with my coffee and then the, <laughs> and the pipe in my mouth over to the smoke deck and. That's that's usually where you could that's usually where you could find Doc Feliciano's at the smoke deck. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Um, before we get into Briar Nation, I will warn everybody that if you have not been on Briar Nation on the Facebook group or the website, um, it, it's 
it, Jeremy, is a, it's fair to say that it's um, not for the entire family and not for the <laughs> faint at heart. Is that a good way to describe it? That That's a pretty fair assessment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I know the reason why you started Briar Nation, but go ahead and say it. And if you don't say it right, I will. So go. Yeah, very well. All right. Um, so I, I started Briar Nation in 2014. Um, at the time, there hadn't really been a group for uh, for veterans or anything like that. And so uh, so we started it up. And it was actually, uh, when I started it, it was called Briar, uh, Briars in Arms. And um and that name changed a few years later, obviously, but uh, but initially it was just a uh, you know somebody had posted something online in a particular place uh, <laughs> involving some uh, some firearms and flags and something along the lines of saying Happy Veterans Day, and everybody bashed this dude, and uh, that pissed me off enough to start Briar Nation, and uh, and here we are, you know, forty five hundred, forty six hundred members later. Now, in order to be a member, you do not have to be an active, active duty service or a veteran of the military. Absolutely not. You just have to be. Uh, you got to. You have to not have uh, thin skin. <laughs> Um, I can I will say that I'm a member and the closest I ever came to serving in any kind of military was uh, being a train conductor at Disneyland. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we had to wear a uniform and we had to show up on time and we had to have our hair cut and we had to have our shoes polished. That was my that was my military. Um, <laughs> That's uh, that's that's not so different. <laughs> yeah, nobody shot at me. Um <laughs> I did get spit at a couple times, but nobody shot at me. Um, so what? So, some can you describe in a somewhat family-friendly idea some of the posts that go on on Briar Nation? Oh gosh, family-friendly. Um, let's see. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of lots of lots of memes there's lots of uh hey here's what i got today uh but uh you know i would say the more popular stuff would be like uh, it's really hopping on like on fridays and the weekends like for sure when everybody's out off work just posting left and right on the page uh but on fridays we have firearm fridays which are always a good time everybody looks forward to that but um there's a lot of stuff about, you know, a lot of outdoorsy things, hunting, hiking, um, fishing, things like that. Um, and then, you know, the the occasional uh, the occasional hairy old man selfie. <laughs> <laughs> a hairy old man with his uh, with his gun and his pipe, and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I will I will skim through occasionally to see what's going on, and apparently there's a lot of. Um, pictures that are interested in the human biology yeah for sure definitely uh definitely don't go scrolling through when your kids are near yeah 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 so so we'll um <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it at that but uh so here's the question because i i i'll say it i think the group was founded because y'all got booted out of places other places so you formed a band of misfits and said all right all you rejects from all the other places come on over here and hang out and we don't care what you do right uh 
Yeah, I mean that's how we've gotten a lot. That's how we've gotten a lot of members. Um, I myself was not booted out of anywhere when I started the group. I was just kind of tired of their uh, BS. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, for sure, definitely. There's always a you know every 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 few months or so there's a huge purge, and uh, we just get like you know hordes of people coming in. Like the other day, we had like 25 requests or something like that, and all of a sudden we just got a bunch of people in there. And uh, and sure enough, somebody posted a picture of a gun somewhere, and they got a they got a spanking for it, and <laughs> a bunch of other people followed suit. What does it take to get booted off of Briar Nation, or has it happened? <clears throat> um, it has happened. So we're, um, I mean, I, I don't want to say it's it's easy to get booted off. You know, we have a list of rules that we that we try to uh, that we yeah. try to stick to, and they're not. We're, it's not a strict group by any means, but um, most of the people that we boot are people that are just, you know, uh, blatantly being disrespectful and annoying. And then, uh, and then the other one is uh, people that just come out, like just join to peddle all their stuff. Um, it's a it's a pretty tight knit community. Everybody knows who everybody is, and um, and you know. It's uh, what I enjoy most about it is that it's self-regulating, right? So, <laughs> so if, somebody, if somebody comes in and, uh, and they're, uh, uh, you know, trying to sell stuff or just, you know, they'll pop in every so often to be like, hey, look at what I made today. Check out my website. You know, uh, our members <laughs> will, uh, they, they'll call them out in a heartbeat. That's what I enjoy about it. They'll kind of take care of that. <laughs> yeah, it makes yeah. it makes being an admin like super easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, uh, and let, let let's go back because right now you guys are also doing on the. I mean, there's some good. There's a lot of good coming out of Briar Nation, and one of it is yeah, you're doing a Toys for Tots fundraiser, which is yeah, an annual Marine Corps uh, toy drive that that the Marines do every year for underprivileged underprivileged kids. And in fact, I we're doing one at work uh here and it's uh but you're but you're also uh you're also collecting pipes and tobaccos and taking them overseas and introducing other active duty members to the pipe world yeah for sure um so we do that i mean that the uh the donation part is is ongoing um this uh this last deployment when i was in afghanistan um I got hooked up by a lot of a lot of different people and um and we i gosh i i donated maybe like 20 over 20 pipes for sure and um and and several tins of tobacco there was probably like two tins per each pipe um to uh to a bunch of marines and and soldiers and stuff we had a pretty good mix of people out there so i got a lot of people involved um and and it became like a like a nightly thing for us it was you you go out there in the evening when everybody was you know when things are starting to wrap up um and we just sit out there and it became a great way to you know to vent and just kind of you know shoot the breeze about all the all of today's all of the day's problems and frustrations and uh and we just did it the next day um but yeah i mean uh, we take donations and uh and i give donations to people uh when i'm on deployment or uh you know we we get people contacting us all the time um 
and asking for donations and we and we hook people up and uh and and then as well like uh, on my travels and stuff I'll, I'll i'll meet people and i always i always have something with me to give to somebody so so and these and these guys that are these these people that you're that you're starting out are a whole lot luckier than you are because you've got they've got you to show them how to actually pack and light this thing that they're looking at for the first time Oh yeah, definitely. If, uh, if, if you're getting it for me, there's, there's a, there's a crash course involved for sure. <laughs> and if they wait, if they don't pass the crash course, do you make them drop and give you 50 push-ups or something? <laughs> Usually just knife, knife hand them and shame them. <laughs> so, or, or even better, just give them, just give them something carbonated to drink after they've burned their mouth off. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do we get stuff to you that you might, uh, that we could donate to you and what all will you take? Will you take dirty, nasty old pipes and whatever, or do you, do you need some requirements? Yeah, there are, uh, there are some basic requirements, um, preferably unsmoked pipes. Um, if you, if you are uh, going to donate any estates or anything, um, it's preferred that they're fully restored and ready to smoke. Um, I don't take bulk tobacco. Uh, I only take uh, I'll only take tins, um, and that's just you know because it, it it could be a little while before I get it into somebody else's hands, uh, and I don't want to I don't want to give anybody a pouch of dust, you know. Yeah. So, um, but preferably tins and unsmoked pipes. Um, uh, pipe cleaners and and pipe tools are always welcome. Um, and, uh, if, if you do want to donate any of that stuff, um, you can contact myself directly, um, and, uh, and we'll coordinate that. So go on to Briar Nation on Facebook or go on to the briarnation.com website and there's the contact info all right there. Uh, yep. let, let's talk about your personal pipes now because yeah, how big has your pipe collection gotten and how much money do you owe and have you donated a kidney or something to pay for it? um i i would say gosh there was a there was a point where i had like well over 100 pipes and uh most of them were uh, a large majority of them were were estates that i had picked up um lately i would say i've thinned that down to about 40 right now um but i'm a huge uh i'm a huge jerry zen fan yep and um yeah, me and uh, I, I have a pretty good relationship with Jerry. I've known him, um, known him for a few years now, and uh, and I really like I just I really like those uh, like Asian Asian style uh, pipes, you know, with all the bamboo and horn and stuff. So um, those are uh, that's that's my that's my go to for for right now. And it's <laughs> it's uh, gosh, I can't even tell you how much money I've thrown at Jerry, but. I love his stuff. I love his work. <laughs> is there a holy grail pipe or pipe maker that you, you know, something that just makes you drool every time you see it online or see it in person? Um, gosh, I've always been, uh, let me see. Uh, yeah. I would say two people, uh, probably, uh, probably Yeti. Mm -hmm. Um, Micah's pipes are freaking awesome uh that's definitely high on my list of uh of, of pipes to get um and and Werner Mummert makes some really cool stuff 
he's always had like these crazy designs but i mean <laughs> you know i'm not a uh there's there's not really anything out there that i'm like i need to have or i need to i need to find but uh, i just you know i'm more of like a i'm more of like a when when i see something that i like i'll you know i'll get it but <laughs> <laughs> yeah Wer uh, werner and i shared uh well we were table mates a couple of years in a row at the chicago pipe show and he showed up with multicolored dice looking pipes one year and yeah, those those Rubik's cubes pipes that he makes yeah. are crazy. <laughs> yeah, or pipes with a little slider on the shank. Um, yeah, I bought um. I don't know if you remember. I think it was uh. I think it was the last Chicago show. There was a uh, at the at the auction. There was that like shotgun shell looking pipe. It was a reverse calabash. Oh man. Um, yeah, it was pretty awesome. It looked like a it looked like a damn shotgun shell. It was all red. It was a reverse calabash, just like a straight tube, and it was red. And then, um, and then on the shank, he had like it was uh, it, it was like gold flakes. It was pretty. It was pretty sweet. But I ended up picking that thing up, and it smokes pretty damn good. Wow. Yeah. Um. Is, describe for me because I, you know, the the holidays are upon us. Um, what is, what, what's kind of like a, uh, is there a holiday tradition for you when you've been on deployment or what, you know, what's Christmas or Thanksgiving or New Year's like for, for our, uh, people in uniform while they're on deployment? Um, some holidays are, are bigger than others. Obviously, uh, the 4th of July is a big one, um, regardless you know there's there's some holidays that like regardless of where you are in the world like we make it a point to celebrate fourth of july being one of them uh the other one's thanksgiving there's always almost a thanksgiving meal somewhere um for for all the service members and and that's fun you know everybody gets you know uh everybody gets together at the uh, at the chow hall or defac whatever and um and they'll sit down usually the chaplain will come in and, and say grace and uh and uh we'll all just you know enjoy each other's company i mean it's a uh, uh, when you're when you're out there with with just your you know just your unit that's that's your family and uh and i think uh that's 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 kind of the environment we try to create at the group is uh you know just uh nobody's in this life together i guess and so uh, that's that's the way things are on deployment christmas was pretty cool um usually Usually somebody will send you or, you know, we'll ask for like Christmas lights or something from somewhere and uh, and we'll usually decorate whatever little office or shack we happen to be working out of. Uh, I'm sure it's an electrical hazard with how many Christmas lights we string up at any given time. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but it's uh, it, it brings in the holiday spirit. I'm picturing the guys from MASH decorating their still with a little bit of Christmas lights on it out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah it's uh that, that, that's how it is i've seen uh, i've seen all kinds of crazy stuff like people making cardboard fireplaces like <laughs> it, was, it was awesome people get really creative out there uh do you have a pipe smoking holiday tradition or you know is it still get up in the morning and have a cup of coffee in your pipe 
Uh, no, not re- uh, around around the holidays. I'll um, usually if uh, if I'm with my family, I'll go out and have a smoke with my dad. Um, he he enjoys one every every now and then. He's not he's not as frequent of a smoker as I am, but um, you know he's a he's a special occasion smoker. So so usually it involves uh, it involves the boys. So me me my dad and my brother will get together and uh, we always have a we always have a smoke around the holidays. Jeremy, we will wrap this up with the fast five final questions. No right answer, no wrong answer, just whatever comes to your mind. Are you ready? Send it. What is your favorite pipe? My favorite pipe uh, would definitely be uh, would de- definitely be my Jerry Zen. It's uh, gosh, I wish I could describe it really well, but it's got a uh, it's got a horn shank and uh, it's kind of a kind of a tomato volcano shape. <laughs> it's, it's a, a tomato volcano horn shank i like it All tomato right. volcano shake yeah uh <laughs> what is your favorite tobacco Ooh, my favorite tobacco uh my all-time favorite is salani aged burly flake it is delicious now, have you also gotten into uh stockpiling and uh storing and aging tobaccos um, I have a storage unit full of boxes of tobacco that I have purchased and probably not looked at in like four years. And the location <laughs> of that is? <laughs> if I told you, I'd have to bury you. Oh, well, never mind then. <laughs> uh, my wife may go along with that, but um, uh, what is your favorite drink? Ooh, um... I've been really getting into tequila lately, so I would say uh, I would say Don Don Julio, nineteen forty two. Ay, qué bueno, sí. Okay. Yeah. All right. When it's time to relax, do you prefer a book, a movie, or music? Oh, definitely music. I like. Um, I like. Uh, actually, I've been really into Rumstein lately. I know that's not very relaxing, but it's relaxing for me. <laughs> Wait, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> Rumstein. <laughs> okay, educate me because uh, I'm old. It's a German. It's a German industrial rock band. Okay, thank you. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. <laughs> All right. I don't know what they're saying, but it sounds great. I love it. <laughs> great. It sounds like some of the modern music that I hear coming out of cars around me, and I don't understand what they're saying. But yeah, okay. Um, I've turned into that old guy. Uh, and finally, do you have a favorite pipe smoking related memory? Mm, all right. So, uh, <laughs> so this was in, uh, this was in Cuba, uh, gosh, probably back in 2013, 2014. Um, I'm, I'm sitting in the, I'm sitting in the gazebo, uh, smoking my pipe and, um, and one of my Marines comes up to me. Uh, it was kind of in the in the evening. I couldn't really see uh, who it was at the time, but he's like, he's like, Doc, I have, <laughs> Doc, I need your help. And uh, and I was like, What's up? What's going on? He's like, uh, I hit, I tripped going up the stairs, and uh, and it landed on my face. And I was like, Oh, all right. Is anything? Uh, did you break your nose or what's going on here? Like, come here, let me look at you. And this kid like comes into this comes into the light and uh he just like 
<laughs> he he snapped his two front teeth like clean in half, uh, <laughs> horizontally, <laughs> and it looked it was it was it was actually pretty funny, and I was a little shocked like to begin with. Uh, I was like, whoa, like what happened to your teeth, man? I was like, I thought I thought you hit your face. He said you hit your face. Not I snapped my two front teeth off, <laughs> and so. Uh, yeah, we had to find a way to get this kid to the other side of the island so he could go to uh, so he could go check out the dental emergency uh, emergency <laughs> uh, doc. But this kid like just clean. It was I was I was pretty surprised how uh, how clean this break was and uh, and that there wasn't you know any exposed uh, um, <laughs> you know nothing that would cause him cause him pain. It was relatively pain free, but gosh. It was a it was very impressive. Would have been even funnier had he had a pipe in his mouth and. <laughs> <laughs> it really would have, but I'm like, oh man, I was like, I just, I like, I turn my pipe and I like point at him. I was like, what is that? <laughs> he just looks at me and like, like shows his teeth. I was like, oh my gosh. Ah, <laughs> uh, the 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 true injuries of battle. Uh, yeah, seriously, most of them are self-inflicted for sure. <laughs> and then finally, Jeremy, special for you. This is an extra question. Uh, every year during the holidays, I always play holiday-themed music. Is there a holiday-themed song that is special to you, or something that you might have listened to while you were stationed abroad and missing home for the holidays? Yeah, for sure. Uh, one of my favorite, uh, actually, one of my favorite Christmas songs is uh, is uh, "Blue Christmas" by Elvis. Um, my music interests are all over the place, so uh, but <laughs> Elvis is one. <laughs> Elvis has been one of the really consistent ones, and uh, I don't know what it is about it, but uh, especially you know being away from home, um, it's uh, it's 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 kind of melancholy, but it's also uh, a little. I don't know. I just I like the melody of it, and it and it kind of makes me. Uh, makes you think a little bit about home, so that's that's what I enjoy about it. Well, I'll, I'll play that for you after the break. So, Jeremy Feliciano, BriarNation dot com, uh, <laughs> naval naval corman, is that correct? I didn't, I didn't screw yeah, that yeah. up. Yay! <laughs> uh, thank you for your service. Thank you for all you're doing with Briar Nation, and uh, thanks for coming on and doing this. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It's been uh, it's been an honor, and uh, I appreciate y'all support. And uh, everybody, be safe out there. Have a have an awesome uh, awesome holiday. And we'll be back in just a minute. Have a look in your tobacco cellar. What do you see? Think of what you smoke, what you age, what you're drawn to in a blend that keeps you wanting more. That's your taste, and whether you know it or not. You've been leading that expedition since you first picked up a pipe just by smoking what you like and liking what you smoke. But the funny thing about taste, it changes and you need a wide selection to accommodate it. We at Smoking Pipes know this and you know it too. So whether you're searching for a tried and true favorite or a singular boutique mixture, we're here to help you navigate the voyage of your evolving tastes. But you're still at the helm. Smoking pipes in faithful service of the hobby. 
This is Internet Radio. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. And remember, if you've... Uh, uh, if your taste is sensitive, don't go to Briar Nation. Just bypass it completely. But anyway, uh, really, uh, you know, I have thick skin, and there's been some stuff on there that I've said, oh, wow. Anyway, all right, uh, for music, by request of uh, naval corpsman Jeremy Feliciano, here is Elvis, who was a pipe smoker, and he's singing Blue Christmas. King Elvis Presley. So that just got me thinking there for a moment, and I'll I'll, I'll deviate from the normal schedule. But uh, since uh, Disney bought uh, Lucasfilm and they made Princess Leia an official Disney princess, does that mean since Disney bought uh, Fox and they now own the TV show Mash, does that make Klinger an official Disney princess? I don't know, I'm just thinking out loud here. All right, comments or questions, you can email me directly, brian at pipesmagazine.com, or you can uh, post them on the Pipes Magazine radio show page, or you can follow me on Instagram and on Facebook and send me messages there, uh, just like uh, Robin did on Facebook. Robin said, good day, Brian. I wanted to introduce myself. I've been smoking a pipe for about eight years and listened to your pod and listened to your podcast from day one. I've listened to it many times over, and it's an exciting part of my evening when I retire for the night. You are a great inspiration, and I used to smoke only aromatics before taking your suggestion of GLP's spark plug, and one of my favorite Orientals being the Dunhill-Peterson early morning pipe. 
I live in a small village of Richmond, Ontario, Canada, and one of my good friends, Scott McClellan, was on your podcast back in 2014. I just wanted to say hi, and when COVID-19 allows us to travel again, I would love to meet you one day at the annual pipe shows. Take care and good work, and keep up the podcast as it means a lot to everyone. Well, many of us, Robin. Thank you, Robin. Thank you very much. And yeah, I'm boy, am I dying to get to a pipe show. Or, of course, if any of you are coming through the Charlotte area and the schedule works out, please let me know and we'll get together for a pipe or so somewhere. All right, Guy wrote me, uh, Dear Brian, I've been listening to your show for the past seven or so months, and it, along with Country Squire Radio Podcasts, are welcome news to my curious soul. I've saved certain episodes on my podcast, and the one that my settings keeps defaulting back to when I'm up to date is your interview with John Semmel. It is good to, it is good to hear it again and again. Indeed, most episodes, if not all, are. Uh, anyway, I'm keen to know when you might do a follow-up interview with him as you indicated you would. Also, on another note, I like the five questions you ask all the interviewees. It's like a bonus experience at the end of the interview, and most often the interviewees' responses are intriguing. Anyway, thanks for being such a gracious and interesting host. Keep up the good work, Guy. Guy, you are welcome, and coincidentally, uh, John and I have been trying to coordinate schedules to record again, and we will uh, definitely, uh, we'll definitely get this nailed down, I promise. Uh, and then Paul wrote me, and this goes back a couple weeks ago. Hi, Brian. Just a quick thought for the people in the audience who listen to your show uh, live. Would it be good to have a few minutes where people could send in messages, chats, or phone calls with questions? Perhaps Sykes or Jeff or Shane could take a few questions from the audience after they discuss a topic or at the end of their interview. Of course, given your expertise, knowledge, and experience, many of us would like to ask you questions. You know, uh, you know much more about what works than I do, of course, but just an idea I had while listening to a radio call-in show. Best wishes, Paul. Paul, thanks for the email. Um, yeah, well, here's so a little bit, a little background. Um, the show is not live. The show is recorded, pre-recorded, and like with Jeremy there, I recorded his interview four days ago and did some editing, and I'm putting the show together the morning of Tuesday. The shows are posted on uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesdays and available for download or streaming right then, but they've never been live. We just don't have the technology to do them live. Uh, I am going to work with uh, a couple of the virtual meeting pipe clubs uh, to try to record some more live sessions with them like we did with, uh, uh, I forget, that was the virtual pipe club that I recorded that with them. So we'll work on that. And I will let you know in advance when I'm going to do those so that way you can join the club and tune in. But again, the show will be edited afterwards. Uh, if you have asked, uh, if you have questions for Jeff for the pipe maker, just let me know. Shout him out, and I'll uh, I'll get him to record it. If you have questions for anybody else, any other former guests, you know, send them to me. I will uh, I'll do my best to get answers. We may not be able to record with them, but I'll do my best to get answers. So just email them to me, Brian B R I A N at pipesmagazine.com. And then going back to last week with uh, Mike Murphy, Casey Ghost writes, 
It was a good interview. Maybe Mike learned something from it. I know some people like his interviewing style, but to me, he leaves a lot to be desired. The most aggravating he, thing he does is he tries to answer his own questions. His questions are very similar to the ones raised by political pundits where they do the same thing. Uh, he was yapping at a guy from Boston one time and was asking about the traffic there and says, I can't imagine it as bad as it is in Central California. Good grief, and his knowledge of the geography of America east of Phoenix is non-existent. Believe it or not, I'll take Bo York to him. <laughs> well, Dan, that's why there is a, a beautiful thing called choices out there, and if one person's style doesn't hit yours, well, yeah, that's fine. Uh, but it is also beautiful that we have three podcasts that are all completely different styles, so hopefully... Pipe smokers find a podcast that they love and get information and stay connected to the hobby. Uh, and then Renfield said, thanks again to Kevin and Brian for all you do to bring us the show. Every week you provide us with a temporary haven from the craziness and stupidity the world dumps on us. The show is truly appreciated and I'm thankful for the opportunity to enjoy it every week. Cheers, Renfield. Well, there you go. We'll leave on a happy note, and uh, we'll keep trying to do this show for you as long as we can. All right, rant time coming up next. This is Phil Morgan, General Manager of Missouri Meerschaum Corn Cob Pipes in Washington, Missouri. Our mission since 1869 has been to produce great smoking pipes that anyone can afford. We guarantee our pipes won't be your most expensive, but they just might be the ones you smoke the most. At Missouri Meerschaum Company, we don't just sell our corncob pipes. We grow them, make them, and smoke them. Missouri Meerschaum, Washington, Missouri, since 1869. psychological here are you ready are you ready yeah dr brian the psychologist is in town so here you go well you know the saying customer service is dead well yeah there's trouble with customer service and there's ways to improve it but i will also state that customer class the class of the customer is dying slowly as well and I'll use for an example, and yes, this is not a political thing, so don't get political on me and don't complain about it. But here in North Carolina, we have a mask mandate and certain businesses have different mandates requiring different kinds of masks. And the people that are enforcing these mask mandates are just hourly workers, some like me that are just doing what their company has said or doing what the mandate is and just trying to do their job and people are getting mad at them. Well, guess what? It's not their fault. It's not the hourly person in the market whose job, whose fault it is that their company or that their state is requiring you to wear a mask. It's not the person working at Walmart. It's not the person driving the bus that's making these rules. So let's have some class and understand, and here's the psychological part, 
understand where your frustrations with these rules may be coming from. It's not the problem of the FedEx driver or the Amazon driver that your package got there late. You know, it's not their fault. They got the box and they did their job the best they could. It's not their fault, so don't take it out on them. And I guarantee you, if you get upset with the UPS driver once, he may your box may get kicked twice next time. So remember, customer service may be dying, but customer class is definitely in critical care. So act classy out there. Act like pipe smokers. We're all classy. We don't ever lose our head. No, never. Anyway, all right. Uh, thank you to Jeremy for joining me. Thank you all for tuning in. And until next time. Clouds when we're together. Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy